I thought in this first Sunday of the year, I might talk a little bit about the other side. I mean, just getting there. I, I know some of you, you are ready to shout and thank God over 2022. Man, a great year. You feel thrust into 2023. For others, 2022 may have been a year that you'd rather just forget about. Maybe the pain, the trauma, the difficulties, you're, you're just kind of glad to say bye-bye 2022. And of course, for to some extent, all of us, it's probably some combination of that. But I wanted to read Mark chapter 4, verses 35, all the way to chapter 5 of Mark, just the first verse. It says here that, that day when evening came, he, referring to Jesus, said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Remember that. Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, King James there says multitudes, leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, namely Jesus. It's a good idea for 2023. If I were you, I'd take him along. Just as he was, he had taught, by the way, in the boat. The crowds were so big that in all of chapter 4, he'd been teaching the crowds, and he had to go out into a boat and then face the people who were on the uh, obviously on the shore there as he taught. So he, just as he was, he stayed in the boat, and they start to the other side. There was also other boats with him. A furious squall came up. Storm came, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern. If you're like me, I know nothing about boats. That means Jesus was in the back, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drowned? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? That might be a good question for us right now. Why be afraid of what life has to bring our way? Come on, let's exercise our faith. And it was completely calm. Verse 41 says, they were terrified. I wonder why, because, well, here's why. It says why. They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Remember the old King James would say, what manner of man is this? And they'd already seen miracles, but here's why. Even the wind and the waves obey him. He not only heals people, the blind can see, the lame could walk, teaching like we've never heard before. Even Mother Nature listens to him. Then I wanted to read the first verse of the next chapter. They went across the lake to the region of Gerasenes. In other words, they made it to the other side. Like I said a moment ago, I know a lot of you may have had a great 2022. Some maybe had a really difficult 2022. And for most of us, a mixture of both. Some of you are thinking, man, after all the hell I've been through, the ups and the downs, I'm just glad to have made it through. Some of you feel like quoting Psalm 124, that was, was a psalm used in worship in Israel, and it would start off by saying, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, in other words, if it had not been for God, man, we would have never made it. But I'm thankful that, that God's with us, and he is right now. The rough reality is that life can be very, very difficult. In fact, do you ever get so stressed that you don't even like it when people ask you, how are you doing? 
<laughs> it, it just irritates you that they even ask you that. I'm thinking right now that sometimes if I have a lot to do and I'm kind of stressed over having to get a lot done, for example, preparing for a message and I'm starting to get nervous about it, the pressure is on, and then Marguerite, from a good heart, comes to me and says, oh, well, hey, Jim, I'm praying for you. I know this sounds terrible. I'm a preacher, I'm a pastor. I've been married for over 50 years, but sometimes when Marguerite looks at me so sweetly and says, dear, I'm praying for you, because oh, it just irritates me. I wanna get this done. It's like, what is it, fingernails scraping on, on a chalkboard. Is anyone here ready for, for, for something new, something red? Some of you are just thinking, man, look, look, brother, all I want to do is make it through this and get to the other side. And it's interesting because some of the same things we're excited about at the start of a year or at the start of a new season in our lives become the very same things that stress us out and we just now want, want to get through. I mean, come on, most people, you know, they, they start off the marriage pretty good or maybe have a new relationship and a new boo. <laughs> Is that what they say today? Uh, maybe you have a new job, a new hobby. You know, maybe you've discovered golf or, or, or whatever. Uh, you know, a new place to eat. And at first, you know, but then pretty soon the same thing that, that starts off as a blessing, new and fresh, become something that we just wanna make it through to the other side. I know someone watching me right now, you're thinking, man, I was so excited when I first found out I was gonna have a kid. I've been, but now I've been pregnant for so many months, I just wanna get to the other side. Some of you, I may have had a report where you're having to fight some cancer and so you're starting to go through the chemo. And I know I've talked to so many people and they say, look, pastor, all I want is to get through this chemo. I'm believing God for healing, but honestly, at this point, I just want to make it through. If any of you are football fans, particularly a Ram, Los Angeles Ram fan right now, you're thinking, I can't wait for this season to be over. Just get through it. Think about the fall, man. Super Bowl champs last year and this year, not only are they not going to go to the Super Bowl, they're not very good. Now, you may not be a sports fan, but is anyone out there right now thinking, I am so glad that this season is over. Bye-bye, 2022. I'm looking forward to 2023. I'm believing that something's better on the way, is on the way. I mean, something that pays me more. Someone who loves me more. You know, someone who appreciates me more. Uh, maybe you're just thinking, I just need someone or something that's more stable in my life. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of always feeling like my whole life is, is, on, is on rocky ground. I'm about ready to fall off the cliff mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Uh, well, you know what? If I know life like I know life at my age now, I got to tell you that whatever 2023 has in store for you, and I believe God has plans to prosper and not to harm you, to give you hope and a future, I can promise you, as we just read, that between now and your destination is going to be a storm. Maybe a few storms, a little bit of heartache, some disappointment. So I thought from this passage, it might be good to kind of look at some of the sanctified uh, survival strategies that, that we can gain for, from this passage. Now, again, the context of, of this incident is that Jesus has been extremely busy in his flesh. I'm sure he is absolutely exhausted. 
just immediately preceding this, he's been in constant conflict with uh, all the authorities. It's just going on, on and on. He has the challenges of the multitudes. You say, well, what's wrong with that? He's attracting big crowds. If he, if, do any of what I'm talking about? Crowds can also just drain energy out of you. And very often the crowds and the multitudes, they just want you for what you can do for them. You know, they want you to multiply the loaves and fish and heal them and make them feel good. They don't always really need what you're there trying trying to offer them. Uh, you know, it's, it's sometimes, I like to say it like this. Sometimes it's just the grind that gets them. It's not always the big thing that hits us. Sometimes it is. But I found in my life, very often, I don't like it when big things hit me, the death of a loved one, uh, you know, something huge like that. Maybe, maybe I've lost my job or my spouse has left me. Those things are huge. I found at least stuff like that that I've had to go through, they're very painful, but I tend to handle them pretty well. You know what can really get to me? Just the day-to-day, unrelenting grind. I remember one time seeing a, a psychologist speak, and uh, and this gal got up there, and t- to kind of encourage the people, she just, in fact, she held up just a little glass of water. And she said, uh, hey, do you think this thing's very heavy? You know, people, ah, no, not that heavy. Well, how much do you think it weighs? And the crowd guessed she had a glass. So they were thinking maybe she's going to give us one of these half glass full, half glass empty things, but she didn't. They said, well, I don't know, maybe it weighs four ounces, eight ounces. The bottom holding right now, it says this thing weighs 20 ounces. But, but what she did, she said, the weight of this, the absolute weight doesn't really matter. What matters is how long do I hold on to this? Uh, if I just hold this thing for a minute, eh, no problem. If I start trying to hold this thing for an hour, yeah, it gets a little bit heavier. If I go longer than that, it, my arm can start, especially if, I'm, especially if I'm trying to hold it up. In fact, even if I'm just taking a walk with the bottle of water, it can start to get heavy. And if you hold on to this, you know, day after day after day and don't let it go, it becomes an absolutely enormous problem. And of course, as you might guess, she compared that uh, to the stresses that we face in life. Sometimes it's just the unrelenting, or like in a storm, think about waves just buffeting a boat. And maybe that wave's not a tidal wave, no one wave's gonna take you out, but that dumb storm just won't stop. It's the grind that, that gets them. So, so, so what are some of the pieces of advice that we can glean from this passage? that'll help us have this year be everything that God wants wants it to be for us. Just, I think I have three thoughts here, so I'll throw them out to you. Number one, I wanna encourage you to not let, don't let the itinerary keep you from focusing and arriving at your destination. Let, let me say that again. Don't let the moment to moment, day to day itinerary discourage you and keep you from getting to your destination. I know y'all know that there's a difference between your destination and the itinerary. (laughs) If you're like me, I'm always interested. I'm gonna take a trip. Well, yeah, but what's the itinerary? You know, if I'm gonna go to Europe for, you know, two weeks or 10 days, I want, well, where are we gonna go? What's gonna happen? I'd like to know the itinerary. We get like that with life. You know, we we wanna know what's gonna happen. 
In this case, as we go through life, there is no itinerary, and the storm was not on their uh, minds. When they had heard Jesus teach, they're heading over there, they weren't expecting that storm. Before I forget to say it, by the way, because some of you right now, it's just the first few moments of the year, and maybe lingering from last year, or already in this year, you've been thrust into storms that are just like, oh man, don't tell me things are gonna be like this. I wanna encourage you, don't let the current chapter of your life become the defining chapter. I'll never forget when I was talking to a family in our church that had tragically lost a child. And I was talking to them, trying to encourage them, but they said something to me, and I know it's not original, but I, they're the ones I remember saying it to me. They said, well, they said, Pastor, we're doing our best, and by the way, they were doing great at this. At what? At this. We're doing our best to not let the pain of, of losing this child become the defining moment of our lives. We, 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 don't, we don't want this to be the chapter of the book that becomes the chapter everyone thinks about when they think about us. Now that's a challenge, man. When you lose a child but that you love dearly, that's a challenge. But even then, um, you know, don't let that happen. I don't know why I said that right there, but someone, you need to have an encouraging word from God. You, you, you need to keep moving. In our story here, especially the way the King James Bible words it, they're on their way to go to the other side because Jesus said, let's go over there. On their way, a storm hits, and you know what happens? Water is getting in the boat. So water, boom, water gets in the boat. The waves are rocking the boat and the wind is blowing against and beating the boat. Let me paint this picture for you again. Water's getting in, which could sink them. Waves are rocking the boat. And this isn't just a little bit of gentle rocking. And the wind is beating against them implication trying to keep them from where they're trying to go. Water's getting in, waves are rocking, and wind is, wind is blowing against them. Water's getting in, waves are rocking, and the wind is beating against them. So, you know, the, the group, Jesus' boys, they go, we in trouble, and they start to panic. Then they remember that Jesus is in the boat. <laughs> Again, don't go through 2023 without Jesus in your boat. And they go, where is he? They go, hey, he's in the back and he's still sleeping. <laughs> Preachers go off on that. We could have a lot of fun with that right now. But Jesus is sleeping through a storm like this. Why? I would suggest to you one reason why is because in his flesh, sometimes we forget because he's the son of God, uh, that Jesus was also fully, I repeat, fully human. So I think one reason he was sleeping is because he was just absolutely exhausted from all that had been going on for the last few days. Heard a preacher say one time, sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is take a nap. <laughs> I hope not right now, but there have been times in my life when I'm so exhausted and uh, I don't take as many naps as I used to, but I, I, sometimes I'll come home now and I have to lay down for a nap. Rather than feeling guilty, I remember that word from a preacher friend of mine in my youth. He said, sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is take a nap. Jesus was taking a nap. And the other part, I, think, I don't think Jesus was nervous because he knew the destination, and nothing in the itinerary would ever keep them away from that destination.
Now, when, when Jesus, when they woke him up, the first thing he did, you know, I, I don't know, maybe the first thing he did was kind of go, ah, stretch out, I don't know, but he rebuked the wind and the waves and the storm. He rebuked the storm. He didn't, he, he didn't even talk to them first. He talked to the storm. And, and I'm sure the storm kind of went, oh, but Jesus, we didn't know you were in the boat. Our bad. You know, we didn't know. Boom, they stopped. The Bible even emphasizes that it became very, very calm, uh, which is, again, why his boys in a few moments were absolutely astounded and amazed. Then, after rebuking the storm, he looks at his disciples and he gives sort of a gentle to maybe not so gentle word of correction. He was like, hey, what's up with you guys? Do you still, after all I've done, you still have this little faith? All it takes is a storm. All it takes is a little bit of water coming into your boat, waves rocking the boat, and winds blowing against where you're trying to get in life, and you want to give up? All it takes is a few haters on your social media accounts, and you're about ready to throw in the towel and give up? All it takes is some gossip in the workplace. All it takes is someone talking bad about you and you're gonna throw in the towel? No, man. He says, don't be afraid. I would say to you, you have, look at me, you have everything you need to overcome any and every storm to reach your destination. Because if Jesus said, we're gonna go there, we're gonna go there no matter what hits us. To make it to the other side, we have to make sure that no matter what the day-to-day, moment-to-moment itinerary looks like, we stay focused on the destination and have confidence in God. Here's another big one. Number two, we have to leave the crowd, leave the multitude. You ever heard this before? If success were easy, everyone would be successful. If marriage were easy, everyone would have a great marriage. If launching a business and being an entrepreneur were easy, everyone would have launched a business and become super successful. Uh, Life is just difficult sometimes, and and some of y'all can't can't shake the multitude. I think it's amusing that when I'm reading the news, from all the different political viewpoints, they'll often use the phrase, Twitter erupts. So if someone says something that this particular news channel doesn't like, Fox News is going to, so, you know, they, they're going to quote Twitter that support them. Or CNN and MSNBC and the other side, they go, Twitter erupts. That's the modern-day version of the crowd. That's the modern-day version of the multitude. And listen to me, not everybody, please hear this. This may be the most important thing you hear on this first Sunday of 2023. Not everybody is called or qualified to cross over with you. Not everybody is supposed to be in the boat with you to get to where God has called you to be. Some people this year in 2023 are going to have to stay on the shore. Do you know this? The wrong people, maybe before it didn't matter that much, but the wrong people in your life will not help you during a storm. In fact, sometimes having the wrong people in the boat with you can actually hinder you as you're trying to make it 
through a few of your storms. Man, I know your drug buddies and your drinking buddies are fun. You can laugh, you know, have a good time, enjoy yourself. But sometimes these same buddies cannot help you when you hit a storm and all of a sudden you hear someone you love or you yourself gets diagnosed with a disease that is potentially life-threatening, or you just have some personal challenges, mental health issues, physical, spiritual issues. Listen, we have to learn who to leave behind. So I'm looking at you right now on this first Sunday of 2023 and asking, who might you need to leave behind in 2023? Many can't even discern who the multitude is, because sometimes people who look like our friends are not really our friends. I, I spoke recently on this subject, and I said, I said, you know what, we're not all dis- as discerning as Jesus. Uh, there are Bible verses that say Jesus never completely entrusted himself to people because he knew what was inside them. So Jesus knew who to trust, who not to trust. He knew who to take with him on his journey, who to watch out for. We're not Jesus, but I'll tell you what God does often use to open up our eyes to people in our boat that should be should not be in our boat. Doesn't mean we're not going to be, you know, acquaintances. Doesn't mean you have to be enemies. Doesn't mean we can't be cordial and nice. And on some level, even call them friends. But they should not be the kind of friends who are going to be close friends to journey through life with us. And sometimes God allows us to go through some hurt, some some, some heartache. Uh, sometimes we get upset and we can be heartbroken. I know someone right now listening to me. You can even think of someone and go, man. This may be two years old, 20 years old, longer. You think at the time, that person could have been in a romantic relationship, breaking up with me or in a friendship, backstabbing you. You can say that hurt so much. It about took me down. But now I look back and go, that was the best thing that could have happened to me. The bad news is that you can't take everybody. I'll say that again. In 2023, the bad news is you can't take everybody if you're going to go to the other side. The good news is, is that you have to take somebody. Did you notice in our story that when Jesus took off in the boat, it says a few boats joined with them? Now think of this image right now. So it's not just Jesus in one boat. It's Jesus in a boat. And Bible doesn't say a few other boats are going with them to get to the other side. You can't take everybody, but you need to take somebody. Everybody needs somebody sometimes. Now, the challenge, of course, becomes to know who you should take with you. And I'm kind of drawing right now. I know I'm a little bit, um, what am I looking for here? You know, maybe I'm gaining some insight. I'm reading too much into the passage, but I will still want to use it as an example. These boats that went went with Jesus, they were going to follow Jesus no matter what. When Jesus was done teaching, the multitude leaves. Let them go. There were a few boats that say, uh-uh, man, we're going to follow Jesus. We're going to follow Jesus. We're going to follow Jesus. 
All this to say, do you have any people in your boat or in nearby boats going with you who are trying to follow Jesus, trying to be like the Lord? You're not perfect. They're not perfect. You have issues and drama. They have issues and drama. But you're at least still trying to go the same direction. Don't always judge who needs to be in your boat just because they're tall, dark, and handsome or just because they got the hips, lips, and fingertips. Uh, they were there. The final thing. So I've told you a couple things so far. I've said, don't let the daily itinerary keep you from focusing in on your destination. I've said sometimes you have to leave the multitude. And the last thing I'll say to tell you today, and this is obvious, this is kindergarten level. It is milk, as the writer Peebers would say, and not meat. But man, is it critical. By the way, don't don't ever undervalue the um, foundations, the, the simple truths. Pastor, I like the deep stuff. I do too. My favorite basketball, my favorite coach of any sport ever was John Wooden. And John Wooden of the UCLA Bruins and the basketball program would start every year by teaching his players simple things, like someone will still talk about this, how to properly tie your shoes. <laughs> Teaching college-age players like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and others that would become superstars in the NBA how to tie their shoes, how to correctly dribble a basketball. He would start with that every single year. So just because I say this point is, you know, foundational level, don't undervalue it. So my third point is this. Talk to Jesus. Pray. How many times have you heard me say over the years, we can and should do other things than pray, but nothing without prayer. That's why when believers put on social media after a shooting someplace and praying for whatever that city is, and then we just get attacked by the world, you know, they're saying profanity-laced things like forget your prayers, blah, blah, blah. And, and I, well, I get that, but I'm not saying we should just pray. So if you want to fight for gun control or fight for gun rights, you know, whatever your particular political persuasion is, whatever. But Christians, if you're a believer, we can and should do other things but pray, but nothing without prayer. Uh, see, when they remembered Jesus was in the boat, they talked to him. And I think what they said is actually kind of funny because they go up to Jesus and they go, don't you care that we are perishing, that we're going to drown? Don't you care that we're going to die? Now, that word we, maybe they're referring to we except for you, Jesus. But when you use we with someone, you're including them. So they're actually saying to Jesus, Jesus, don't you care that you're going to die? Don't you care that the storm has hit this boat that you're in and you going down with us? Don't you care about us? Don't you care about yourself? I wonder what Jesus must think sometimes. <laughs> I'm sure he never thought that. If I were Jesus, I would think like, do you guys really think I came all this way to die in a storm on a lake? He says, this isn't why I came. In fact, on the other side, I said we're going to go to the other side because on the other side is a demon-possessed man who needs deliverance. On the other side is a woman with an issue of blood that she has spent her life savings trying to trying to get rid of. And the doctors, all the king's horses and all the king's men could not help her but we're going to help her. On the other side is a blind Bartimaeus just waiting for help. On the other side is a man laying by the pool of Bethesda paralyzed who doesn't even think he could ever be healed. In fact, the biggest one on the other side 
is an old rugged cross. I didn't come to die in a storm. I came to die on a cross for your sins. Jesus, you never can go wrong talking to Jesus. Make this year a year that, that, that you pray maybe more than ever. And don't make prayer so spooky. Like, just talk to Jesus. Just be with Jesus. I've been married to my wife for over 50 years, and when I'm with her, we're not even always talking. I just love being with her. I've been with her long enough now where we can just enjoy each other's company without saying anything. And it's interesting that Jesus talked to the storm before he, he talked to his boys. I would think with Jesus, she wouldn't say, okay, guys, Okay, 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 I'll take care of it. Don't panic. And then he stills the storm. No, he talked to the storm first. Why? Uh, I think a couple reasons why. Number one, he had already told them. He says, we're going to the other side. I already told you that we're going to get here. So let me talk to the storm first. Sometimes we have to remember what Jesus has already told us. Let me say that again. Sometimes we need to remember what Jesus has already told you. Some of you, some of you need to look in the mirror right now and, and tell yourself, Bible says King David encouraged himself in the Lord on one occasion. Well, some of you need to look yourself in the mirror and say, I got to remember that God told me no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Look at yourself and you think, oh, yeah. even before the shutdown, even before the inflation hit and economic turmoil right now, God promised me that he would supply all of my needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. When all hell breaks loose in my life, I have to remember that God has already told me that he will work all things together for my good if I continue to love him and walk according to his purpose. You do know that, don't you, by the way? The Bible never promises that God works everything together for good for everybody. It says God weaves all things, good and bad, together for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. I'm guessing sometimes storms are a really good classroom. Uh, I think sometimes God thinks, rather than just telling them, I'm going to show them. They're going to see what I can do. The storm becomes our classroom. And in talking about talking to Jesus, or in essence talking about prayer, before I'm done, can, can I point this out to you? There is a miraculous side effect when people pray. Jesus was just in one boat. They go and they talk to Jesus in just one boat. And Jesus gets up and calms the storm. Because of their talking to Jesus in one boat, all the other boats get blessed. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? That sometimes it's good to be in church. Oh, yes, it is. It is necessary to do life together. Why? Because sometimes, because God answered her prayer, I get blessed. Sometimes because my brother over there was praying to Jesus about something, I may be in a different boat. I didn't even think about praying, but I get blessed. Has God ever done something in your life that you didn't even pray for? After all, we serve a God who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can even ask or think. You know, there is a ripple effect to prayer. I'm convinced that a lot of my blessed life is not because I'm all that great, but I have a praying heritage in my grandparents and in my parents. And I think sometimes, even though they've been in heaven, in the case of my grandparents and even my dad, you know, for a long time now, I think their prayers of decades ago are still having an impact on my life right now. 
Man, to close, as I said earlier, they did make it to the other side. And I think good things are coming your way in 2023. I wish I could promise you it'll all be easy. There will be a few storms, but you're going to make it through. Let me give you a final little quiz here before I leave. A couple quick questions. Question number one, won't God make a way for you? Anyone still believe that? <laughs> Let's have testimony time. God can make a way where there is no way. Let me ask you another question. Won't he answer your prayers? Oh, I'm, I'm one preacher that still believes in 2023 that our God is a prayer answering God. Here's another question. Won't he move that mountain? I don't know what that obstacle is in your life, but don't ever give up in prayer. When Jesus taught on prayer, one of his teachings said that we ought always to pray and not lose heart. Won't he open up that door? <laughs> Won't he shut a door? Because you're, you're I'm going to go do this. Sometimes when I pray, I got to wrap this up. Sometimes when I pray, I go, God, I'm not really clear what your will is for me. But rather than sitting back and doing nothing, I think this would be good. And so, God, I want to give you moral permission through my prayers. I want to give you moral permissions to direct me as I go, kind of like riding a bicycle. It's easier to ride a bike moving than just trying to balance yourself standing still. So I'm not going to just sit back and do I'm going to start to move. And God, if I try to go through this door and it's not right, would you please, even if it frustrates me, slam that door shut? And, and you know what? I can't tell you how often God has done that. Won't our God take care of us? He will. 2023 is going to be a good year for you, your family, and it's going to be an incredible year at faith.